Hi there. Welcome. My name is Amaka Anku. Today, I'm talking to Mr. Taiwo Oyedele about why Nigerians should care about Nigeria's revenue crisis. Thank you, Amaka. It's a pleasure to see you and I'm glad to be here. So, as you know, we've just finished a very interesting competitive primary season from the two of the major political parties. And we now have the two flag bearers for the two major political parties, as well as, well as others. Mm-hmm. One thing that is very certain in an otherwise pretty uncertain political landscape now is that they're both going to make a lot of promises. Mm-hmm. And most of those promises require spending money. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And so I talk about this a lot, right? That one of our biggest problems in Nigeria mm-hmm. is that there's very little money to spend on any of these promises that these mm-hmm. politicians will be making. And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today mm-hmm. to talk about our revenue problems, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't think this is going to get a lot of attention during mm-hmm. this election season and i think it should right so let's just talk a little bit first about what how bad is the problem what is the problem right mm-hmm. can you can you set the stage for us what's the state of our finances as a country mm-hmm. yeah thank you very much um this is always something um i can talk about this for the whole day i'm very passionate about it um because i spend a lot of time with policymakers and people in government, but also even more time with the ordinary people, multinational investors, domestic investors. I can feel the pain, and I think I have a good idea of what the problem is. Um, for context, it's not only a revenue problem that we have. Okay. We have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. We have a debt problem. We have all the problems. Um, but I know the focus of your conversation is more around the tax. Yes. So Nigeria does not have money. Yeah. Okay. Nigeria does not have money. Even if today you eliminate corruption 100%. Yes. And you eliminate waste 100%. Nigeria will still be poor. And I know Nigerians don't like to hear this, but it's the truth, right? I'm not talking about potentials. I'm, I'm talking about reality today. Um, our revenue to GDP is about 6%. Maybe I should say tax specifically. Revenue is around 8 Um Tax is the one you pay to government. Um, revenue includes tax and also money you make from, say, selling crude oil. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Altogether, you know, 8%. 8% means that you don't even have enough money to ensure that you have good transportation infrastructure only. If you stop paying salaries of every single civil servant, right? You don't do anything. No defense, no police. Just fix roads. That money is not enough. Um, and so therefore, we resort into trying to manage the data that we have. So, and this cuts across. That data covers the federal government, it covers the state governments and local governments. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the 36 states in Nigeria, including the federal capital territory, have never made one trillion naira from personal income tax. Never in our history. 
South Africa last fiscal year made about 14 trillion era equivalent from personal income tax alone. And of course, there's no way to explain that. It's a smaller economy by population, by the size of the economy. And if, if it's even like 10 trillion to 14 trillion, maybe we can understand. Not 1 trillion to 14 trillion. 14 times. Yes. So it's difficult, and that's why um, you then see the impact of that in infrastructure or lack of it, right? Um, the amount we spend, not mm-hmm. only just the tax to GDP ratio that is low, the amount of uh, public expenditure to GDP is also one of the lowest in the world. I think we're only oh, just yeah. barely ahead of Haiti yeah. and some other yeah. you know, countries that are struggling. Yeah. But like, yeah, let me stop you there, because I want to make sure we kind of build... A bit sequentially, right? Mm-hmm. Like we'll, we'll get to spending, but when you talk about personal income taxes, mm-hmm. one of the things that makes Nigeria so different from most of its peers is that the federal government doesn't collect federal personal income taxes, mm-hmm. right? Yes, only state governments can collect personal income taxes, mm-hmm. and in many federations, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I might be. Um, personal income taxes are collected at both state level and, and federal, federal levels, right? Um, and, you know, so I guess, why is personal income tax collection so low in Nigeria? Is it because the states don't have the capacity to do it or what's going on? I don't think there's enough capacity anywhere. Um, maybe it's relatively... Anywhere meaning at the state oh, at at the the state federal. or federal or local government, right? Yeah, yeah. Relatively, it's better at the federal level. Now, there's not so much you can do if you're not using data and intelligence, right? You go there harassing poor people by the roadside, right? You think that's where your money is? There's no country in the world that has made a lot of money from chasing informal sector up and down all over the place. Um, you know, this election period is even very interesting. The political parties, the major ones, came out with their list. If you want to be governor, if you want to be senator, presidential, these, and they came out with these very annoying amounts of money, Right. That they ask people to, to, to contribute. Uh, but it's their decision. Nobody was forced to pay. What was painful for me was that the tax authority then said, by the way, if you also want task client certificates, here is the list of what you need to pay for senatorial, for governorship. <laughs> you serious? It's like Africa magic. You know, <laughs> you know what the law says? So you have to pay a certain fee to get, to get the task client certificate. Meanwhile, the constitution under Section 24 is very clear that every citizen must declare their income honestly and pay their taxes promptly to the appropriate authority. So this task client certificate covers the taxes you've paid over the past three years. Actually, I'm saying, the tax man is saying, well, it's okay, you haven't paid since. You, in fact, you've never paid. But we need to clear you so you can contest and be a politician uh, and rule over taxpayers' money. We now give you a nominal amount to pay to collect the clearance. Yeah. And that's not where the story ends. Some of the politicians now looked at the list and said, ah, the list for my state is too high. Can I go to another state? They were oh doing TCC gosh. shopping. Yeah. Like a joke. But, now, that's a big yeah. problem, right? Yeah. Because you then get people elected to be governor, to be even president, to be senators who haven't been paying taxes. It's just wrong. It doesn't matter how you And it makes it. it hard to stop this vicious cycle. So kind of back of to the back to the problem. Why 
Why are taxes so low? Okay, I hear you. You're saying there's no competence mm-hmm. in the government. No, so I wouldn't say there's no competence. It's a problem of competence in collecting taxes. No, I don't think it's competence. Okay. I'll say capacity. Capacity. Yes, okay. it's capacity. Okay. Yeah, There's because again, some of it, I was having a conversation just before coming to the studio with the Joint Task Board. And guess what we're discussing about? How do you use technology to integrate all the intelligence you have in Nigeria? So I buy a plot of land. I buy a car. Who registers it? Government. Where do I get the title document from? Government. Mm-hmm. I want to buy FS to send my kids abroad. Where do I get the FS from? Mm-hmm. Government. Yeah. Now, government is not connecting, connecting the dots. Those dots. Yeah, yeah. So the I can then go the to Lagos State are. like I'm a you know very generous person and give them 10,000 errors and they give me a clearance certificate. Who does that? Yeah. You know, that capacity, you need to build yeah. it. It's there. BVN. What do you have in my why, bank account? Why isn't that capacity there? I think it's the lack of, first, you have leaders who themselves haven't been paying taxes. How are they going to take tax matters seriously, right? Right. And number two, I think sometimes I, I have this sense that we are intellectually lazy, right? Mm. You know, you can be smart and still be lazy intellectually, right? We don't like hard work. Mm. Yeah, no, let's just go and chase some informal sector, collect withholding tax and PAYE from source from very poor people. And then you tell Nigeria... The military didn't want to collect, in my view. Mm. I might be wrong, but I, I would I would argue that the military did not want to collect the political or business elite to feel like the government owed them anything, mm. right? Or even the, the ordinary Nigerian. So if you don't collect taxes, mm. there's no social contract. So you don't have to deliver anything, right? You take yeah. the oil money and you pack it in planes... But, you know, pack it up to wherever, <laughs> wherever it. Um, you know what I think, and, and so there was never any incentive, in my view. Yeah, I and, think you're and right. And that has kind of seeped into our psyche. Yes, but I, yeah, I think you're right. But that's, in my view, it's a small component of the very okay. big problem, which right? Is, okay, which is that there was the lack of vision. So imagine you were making from. As a, country, as a country, as a nation, we didn't yeah. have a vision of what we wanted to do in the next 5, 10, 20 years. That's fair. Yeah. So if you earn 200,000 naira per month, right, and your expenses add up to, say, 180,000, you struggle to save 20,000. And then somebody gives you 1 million naira per month. And you say, actually, I think money is no longer my problem. It's how to spend it. You know, that was what we said as a country. Mm. Uh, you haven't talked about the fact that Maybe you are living in a rented apartment. Maybe you don't have a plan for your kids. Maybe you have a lot of people that are depending on you and all of that. So when we saw the oil money that we didn't prepare for, we got too excited. We thought we had all the money. And we said money wasn't our problem. So and that was to, where we, we started losing. Exactly. Why should you chase people? Money. Yeah. Because collecting when taxes so is difficult, right? But there's so much difficult. easy money. Yeah. We lost focus from that point. Right. right? And it, one thing led to another... And then there's corruption, there's leaders not paying, and then that starts killing the trust. That people say, okay, why should I work so hard yeah, and yeah. give my money to government if it's what, this is what they're doing with the money? Yeah. And now we're at a point where, you know, it's now a crisis, if you ask me. I agree. So you also mentioned earlier that you believe there's probably widespread evasion. Yeah, there is. I know that for a fact. And and tell me <laughs> tell me about that. Why tell me about that? Evasion by who? By everybody. So actually, you know, in Nigeria, in most countries, eh, you look for people who are evading taxes. 
because the majority of the population are doing the right thing. Yeah. In Nigeria, don't bother looking for the evaders. Look for the people who are paying taxes because there are very few. Once you find them, everybody, everybody else is else. evading. Oh, I just told you about the politicians, right? Yeah. Openly. This is being done openly. openly. That's fair. And nothing yeah. happens, right? Uh, why is it? In fact, I think it was in 2017 that we did the VAID, uh, Voluntary Asset and Income Declaration Scheme. It was, you know, put simply, tax amnesty. Mm-hmm. And the presentation at the State House, which they invited because I was a member of the committee that developed the scheme. And the story was something like, in the whole of Nigeria, the number of people who paid 10 million era or more in personal income tax in a year were under 1,000. Hmm. That's why you should find in Victoria Island alone. But tell me, okay, just so that people understand, yes. what does it mean to pay 10 million naira or more? Like, what would your income have to be to be paying 10 million naira? Yeah, that's a good so question. So, if yes. you earn about 50, 50 million in a year, so divide okay. by 12, if your, you know, your salary is close to 5 million or thereabouts in a Monthly. month, you should be paying that amount. Okay. And there are loads one, of yeah. guys yeah. who earn that money. Oh, okay. <laughs> lots more actually. You know, and they're not paying taxes. Um, so that, that's the story, uh, unfortunately, that's the story of Nigeria. And that's the story of the tax system. And that's now creating a lot of other problems. Every government, in terms of their priority, first, if they have borrowing, number one area where they have to spend money is you have to service the debt. You don't want to default because sometimes there's no going back, right? Yeah. Number two, you, you pay salaries. Yeah, Number right. three, you do other overheads and then you now start thinking about infrastructure. So the problem has meant that over time, we haven't been able to get to that last point, which is infrastructure. Right. So right. those infrastructure for me are not only hard, they're also soft. Infrastructure, yes. you mean for collecting taxes? No. Oh, you mean just economy, broader economy, in- yes. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. what you need to yes, grow yes, the economy, yes. facilitate. But, yeah, you yes, know, I know. But before we even get there, I'm yes. fascinated by this because you're saying, don't bother looking for, for people who pay taxes. Yes, just Most look for people the few that don't pay. pay. Yes. Right? And you know this because you file taxes for people who pay taxes, right? Yes, yes. But if you talk to the average Nigerian, average Nigerian will tell you, I pay taxes. <laughs> I pay too much taxes. Oh my God, I'm always paying taxes. What are you talking about? Mm. So where is the disconnect? I feel that. And I think I can help you reconcile it. So I do think that broadly you can put taxes under three categories. And this is me not being technical because I'm a technical tax person. I can no, give but you I want the you to be technical. No, I don't want to because be. Because I think, no, but because... How are we going to solve if we want people to pay taxes? Yes. And people are paying all other kinds of things mm-hmm. that they should be paying. Mm-hmm. But in their minds, they're checking it off as well. I'm paying taxes, so I shouldn't have to pay taxes. Yes. But you know, it's not so their problem. Shouldn't there be some yes. kind of. Yeah, it's not their problem. It's the for the okay. state. State in this context, government to fix, okay. right? So let me tell you broadly, we have three taxes. We have former taxes. These are the taxes legislated by law. Collectively by government, is paid to government. That's what people generally all over the world we consider to be taxes. a tax. Yes. yes. Number two, we have informal taxes. Is that a real word? It is, is that a thing it that is. exists outside of it is. Nigeria? It is. You, you know the, the more of a developing country country. Yeah. You know, yeah. actually, you know, uh, before the World Bank stopped Concept. their ease of doing business study and all of that, right? We used to uh, support them with the paying taxes aspect that covers 190 countries, right? And the definition we adopted for tax there um, only says anything that is compulsory, right? 
you pay to government and it has no direct benefit. Now, if someone shows up to you, right, just trying to drive out and they say we are representing ATOs at local government and they give you an ID card and they say you can't move and they remove your windscreen or something or side screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until you pay them 10,000 naira. Because of what? What would they say? Because they say it's a levy for development. Levy. And they give you a receipt. Okay. So how am I going to come to you and convince you that that's not tax you just okay. paid, right? Yeah, if fair. it wasn't tax, it is not me to fix it. It is it government coercion. to ensure that they're not there on the road forcing me to pay. Okay. So that's what we call informal taxes. Mm. They're mostly paid to non-state actors or actors who are who pretend to be representing the state. But they're actually putting it in, in their personal pockets. So number three is implicit taxes. Mm-hmm. Now, they're not really taxes, but they are taxes because they are things that government should do with taxpayers' money. So you finish paying your tax, then you need to contribute to fix the road within your estate, to make okay. sure you have water at home, security. In fact, people contribute money to go and fix primary school that belongs to government. Yeah. So this is implicit taxes. But okay. okay. So when Nigerians tell you that they pay a lot of taxes, they just muddling up all the three. I don't I don't blame them. Yes. Because I think it's government to fix that problem. So that those guys who are paying to touts, right, right, and non state actors don't have to how come the NURT in Lagos, TW in Lagos collected over 120 billion mm-hmm. in a year that's more than the igr internally generated revenue of any other state in nigeria apart from lagos state so we're supposed to stop them I, i'm not aware of any road they've constructed before i've been in lagos now yeah. more than 20 me, years okay but let me play devil's advocate for a second yes right and i get there i get that the nrt what is the in many parts of the world and in lagos yes to be fair i, I want to concede that it's been it's very politicized in lagos mm-hmm. and it's often used for political means, like, you know, organizing, mobilizing, thuggery, whatever. But in many parts of the world, there are association, business associations, Mm -hmm. right, that collect fees for you to operate in a certain area, Mm -hmm. right? They all agree that there's a certain, you know, there's a certain um, barrier to entry that Mm. they want to have to this industry. And so you have to pay a fee, mm-hmm. right, to to be a part of it. That's not is that is is, is is that's not an abnormal reality. Is that is it's not just a thing that happens in Nigeria. Am I right? I was it, like, I'm saying you. that 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 they have, you can pay your taxes to government. Mm-hmm. I still have to pay private association taxes to participate in various kinds of things. Yeah, right. I would agree with you only partly, right? Uh, if you look at the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria, it will tell you you have freedom of association. So the fact that um, an Uber driver doesn't mean I have to join your association. I don't want the entry to barrier. I'm, hap- I'm happy with there okay. not being an entry, okay. right? Yes. I, don't, I don't want any benefits from you, so don't force me to pay your levies. Okay, but they're unions. I mean, in most, in most parts of the world, again, I'm very yes. an advocate here, right? Like, say you go to the U.S., now Amazon just... Um, one of the Amazon um, warehouses unionized mm-hmm. in New York, and mm-hmm. it's very exciting, you know. But but if you look at, I mean, now the U.S. is pretty developed. If you look at the U.S. during its rubber baron eras, or even in during its progressive era mm-hmm. when unions became a big thing, a lot of workplaces unionized, mm-hmm. and the unions imposed fees mm-hmm. 
not just on their members, mm-hmm. but on other people who wanted to participate in who certain wanted activities. to participate. Yes. Yes. So if you are, but if you extend that logic again, I understand that it's you know it's different. But you, mm-hmm. those are unions, right? And they were very powerful. Mm-hmm. They were very powerful politically, and they often, um, like NERT does, but they often were partisan sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. They often played partisan parts in politics, but. In order for, even if you weren't in the union, say like it was a union of, I don't know, transports, you know, carriers or whatever. If you decided you want to go and become a transport person or like play in that field, you have to pay the fees to mm-hmm. the union. Mm-hmm. That's a very good perspective, Amaka, I think, and, and you're right to a large extent. Um, the context is different though in Nigeria. So if Amazon is forming a union, of course you want to protect the interests of, of staff and people would voluntarily join it. And then if you decide that you have to pay a levy, then there will be some input from the members. And I don't expect that they're going to say, if you didn't pay, we're going to seize your laptop or your iPhone, <laughs> right? <laughs> If you get to that point, then the company should intervene, right? Because now you're harassing people. and So if you put that in context, what you find in Nigeria, and there's a a study as well, some of these downfall drivers and and, and the Koro pay as well, they actually pay three, four, five times a day. You're moving from one local government to another. Nobody cares whether you're part of their small association. They just force you to pay. And to that extent... You feel powerless. You mean I, the drivers? Yes. The drivers powerless. themselves, yes. not the passengers. The, dri- the, the passengers the, are just there, even though they also don't know that they are bearing the brunt of, of it because you're going to yeah. pass it on to them yeah. one way or the other. So this is where you expect the state to come in. And regulate it. Yes. We don't, we don't, we're not saying you shouldn't have your union, have your union, but we need you to follow this and this. This is how you can collect. And if you do that, the amount those guys are paying today will be less than 10% of what they're paying. Mm-hmm. And you can then take maybe half of whatever is left and collect it officially for government. And they'll still be paying less mm-hmm. and government will make money. And then you fix roads so that they don't have to spend a lot of money fixing their vehicles, which the union is not doing now. Entry to barrier to entry, I should say, not entry to barrier. Mm-hmm. Barrier to entry was relevant like 20, 30 years ago today who cares about that i can sign up on uber and start doing my stuff right so even in new york you know i think they do is. the nrt a lot of the it wouldn't exist if people still didn't find it valuable unless you're saying it's, it's all not valuable it's not valuable oh it's only valuable because to the, the guys who are making the money the, that I can the guys on top yeah i don't know of any transporter that says never. thank god for my union i've never heard that they all complain Right. But you, you don't think even their prices would go down if anybody could just go and buy a downfall. But that's and what's go happening. And, yeah, but they still have to pay those fees. Yeah, which right? doesn't help in stopping another person from coming. It only means okay. the other person that's coming has to also pay the fee. So who benefits? And, and if I also people, put yeah. that also, um, you know, compare that also to waste collection, the government will tell you it's not a tax. It's a fee because I need to help you collect your waste so that everywhere is clean. I say, okay, you're right, but I have no option. You determine who collects it for me. You actually tell me this is the person assigned to your area, and you also tell me the rate I have to pay them. That becomes 
an embedded tax. So if all you wanted mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. a clean environment, set the regulation. And let me have the choice of I can go to Amaka today. If I don't like the way you collect or your rate is too high, I go to another person tomorrow. Right? That way there's no component of tax in it. So it sounds to me what I'm hearing you say is it's not necessarily that those these associations are sort of you know negative for even even for tax outcomes or for or for the average Nigerian. It's that Ideally, you would you would want more government regulation of the activities of these kinds of unions, associations, or whatever you want to call them, right? Especially, to ensure that there isn't coercion, uh-huh. to ensure that there isn't extortion, right? So it's almost like, but now this this is kind of where we start to have this chicken and egg problem in Nigeria, right? Which is that a part of the problem with competence in Nigerian government is also because of a lack of money. (laughs) And so maybe this is a good segue into like, what what can we do about it, right? Because you kind of need to have a competent bureaucracy to regulate this stuff, right? Like you need to have people who are well-paid in government, who are not going to be easily extorted or just hungry such that they all they can think about is where am I going to get the next meal meal and so they harass you because they feel harassed by the government right so so that's where we kind of start to get into into this vicious cycle I think right because that that that's what you're saying is that what we need is competent regulation not that NURT that shouldn't exist, but no, that it should be know, regulated. Yes. Yeah, so the way I'm looking at it is, and there are so many examples. We've been using the, you know, transporters. Yeah. Look at market people, market men, market women. So you put your waist there, and somebody they show up maybe every four hours, and maybe you've not even made any sales, right? Yes. And they force you to pay. You need to see the pain on the faces of these people, and for absolutely no benefit. So what I'm saying. Is that if government regulates freedom of association, okay to collect levies, but regulate, there has to be a process for doing that. We recently visited the Rwanda Revenue Authority and they tell us they actually collect levies and fees and even for districts. And they said anything that is a fee for providing a service, they actually have the Federation of Private Sector on the board. So even the private sector is there determining what are the parameters, what are the costs, how much margin is reasonable to fix the amount so that there's no task component in it. That's missing in Nigeria. So every little opportunity, people just extort you. And those people are so tired of paying anything by whatever name is called that the last thing they want to think about is additional tax to pay to who again. Okay. So... So, and to your point about capacity to regulate, I think before capacity, I'll say is the willingness. Hmm. I'll say number two is the vested interest. Hmm. So, all of these things we are saying, the money is not disappearing, right? And it's not showing in government's post. It's going somewhere. There are people who are almost as rich as local governments in Nigeria. They make plenty of money on a daily basis. Why would they want the thing to work differently? Hmm. So, we, I think that uh, even though the tax revenue is very low, uh, chicken and egg, I'll say maybe it's not exactly. Hey, it can go together. Whatever little is it that we're collecting today, let's be accountable for how we spend it. 
and say to the people, see, I just built your road. Don't tell me to clap for you, right? I'm supposed to do that. So I've built the road. This is the quality. This is the amount I've spent. And this is the transparency on how we awarded it, right? Do all of that. And then say, if only I can get more. Then you see people then voluntarily. When Fashola mm-hmm. in Lagos mm-hmm. did a bit of that. So the- People were voluntarily going to pay their taxes. Right, because they, and, and everything, even if now, they put, they're yeah, not, they're no would, longer doing because you know Lagos finances is not is not as transparent as it used to be. Uh, yes, it's not as transparent, and there are even the open, I think, open government or something. Yeah. Um, the audited financial statements, it's not up to scratch. There was one ranking done by budget, and I think they rank like one of the lowest, which is shameful because in terms of resources, they should have the most in Nigeria. So. Transparency is not where it needs to be. Right. And you cannot That's build fair. trust without being transparent. And if there's no trust, nobody wants to pay tax. And it affects the tax morale, which is exactly what we're seeing play out in Nigeria. Okay. So, yeah, this is going to be... We, we want to switch to just talking about, like, okay, what do we need to do? And one of the things you've said is fix, fix, tra- fix transparency. But before we dive deeper into this, I just want to touch on another issue that you talked about earlier, okay. which is... Everyone is invaded taxes. In fact, you said it's easier to find people who are paying taxes. And we're talking about the middle class. So I, I, I want to talk about the middle class because a lot of this, a lot of what people end up complaining about is more the things that poor people have to deal with. Market women, people taking down for the reality is that, you know, Nigeria's the well to do people in Lagos, they're not in downfalls. They're in their private cars, mm-hmm. right? They're not dealing with NERT. They might have to deal with NERT, but well, not, not directly. Not directly, right? Those people are not paying taxes either. But when you ask them, you know, not when you ask them, but the rhetoric, those guys are also complaining. I'm paying too much taxes. So where's the disconnect there, right? I hear you on the informal sector, but the people in the formal sectors are also not paying mostly as well. I, I don't think it is that they are not paying. Okay. Right? It is that they are not paying the right amount. Okay. Which is why okay. I used the analogy before of about being in the task net but with only one finger. Okay. So we've seen many times where a company will tell you, well, we pay taxes, personal income tax on basic salary. And that's not uh, in the law. So you can't pay all manner of allowances and you uh, don't tax it. Uh, so that's why, that's why they pay so many allowances in yeah. Nigeria. That's why they put your salary and, so low. And there's no law though, right? Just to be clear, there's no law that says if you call it an allowance, no tax. This is just them feeling like, after all, there's so many people who are not paying. I think I'm even being nice. I'm paying on a small component. So you have a lot of that. If you go to the public sector, um, apart from the civil servants, it's even worse. MDAs, government agencies, they don't comply with taxes. Go to the National Assembly. Right. There's a report of the, and I'm, I'm not making it up. The Auditor General for the Federation, the report, and it's online. They did not remit the PAYE they deducted on their staff, National Assembly, even presidency. Yeah. You got FRA just uh, recently published, um, you know, I think it was uh, a notice to say that local government, state government are not remitting taxes. And they said they're going to do name and shame. I just name all of them because it's not like, 
there's one exception. <laughs> so it's really <laughs> <laughs> there's no point naming that show. Yeah, I just miss all of them, yeah, right? Yeah. It's really sad. So in the private sector, yeah, I mean, I hadn't. We all know that this is something that happens a lot. People's salary is small, and then there's disallowance, 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 mm. and effectively, you're saying that's probably a way of evading taxes. It's part of it because it's tax evasion it, is right? either you haven't paid your taxes. Or you've underdeclared. You're under, yeah. But, you've it, but this is institutionalized because the companies are paying smaller salaries and they're withholding taxes on the salaries, yes. but not on the allowances, right? Yes, for so many people of them. end up paying. So, so that, so it, it's an interesting concept that I hadn't thought about because then that ends up contributing to this perception amongst the middle class. Well, I'm paying my taxes. Because there's no concept in their minds of like how much really they should be paying yes. in total. Yes. So they're paying on some small amounts that is not actually commensurate with the full compensation that they're receiving. That's correct. You right. have a lot and of so that. so they can go yes. back and say, what well, I'm yes. paying taxes. But really. So what we find is every, every single time at PwC that you employ someone, and let's say they're on 5 million naira, you give them 5 million naira, and they're going to reject it because the net is lot, a lot less than what they were getting before. So you don't have to increase the growth just to make them get the same net. And this is not us overpaying oh, anything. So we're just trying to pay the right amount. So you oh, have a lot of you that. you don't do allowances and stuff? Is that what you're saying? No. You even when we do allowance, everything is taxed. Everything is taxed. Yeah, we just tax everything uh, unless it's not in the law. So we tax everything. And if, when you go to people who are self-employed, uh, many of them don't even declare their income. They don't file returns. You know, filing of tax returns is required by law. Every individual must file their returns yeah. every year. The rate of compliance with that, I'm, I'm sure, is less than 10%. So there's widespread tax evasion. And it, we need to address it. And it has to start from the top. You need to lead by example. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you pay your tax first. Then get the government agencies to pay their taxes. They're, and so that's you why pay, you mean the politicians? Yeah, politicians, yeah. you pay and, yeah. and show us that they have paid. Yeah. The reason why it's important, there's no law that say they must show us, but they need to build trust because there's no trust. There's a that. deficit. Yeah. So you need to build it gradually and sustain it. Mm-hmm. And then get the government agencies, government-owned enterprises, department, ministries to comply 100. That should be the easiest thing. They're spending taxpayers' money. Why, what's so difficult in just remitting? applicable taxes because they are so mostly exempted from income taxes. So VAT, withholding tax, in fact, you've deducted on your suppliers and contractors. What's so difficult in just remitting it? Do that as well. Mm-hmm. Then you need to reform the system. I know I'm already speaking to what we should do, right? Yeah, this is great. Yeah. yeah. Is, yeah. So I think we need to reform what we collect. Okay. So first, so, yeah. politicians should pay Show that they've paid. Yes. Get government agencies to pay. To also pay. To pay. Yes. And also show that they've paid. Make that clear or communicate exactly. that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then reform the system. Yeah. yeah. You need to reform the system. I'm by... sorry. When you say government agencies should pay. Yes. You mean like they should be taxing their employees? Like what exactly do you mean when you so, say government agencies? So as of today, um, the law imposes personal income tax on everyone, whether you work for yes, government exactly. or private sector. So you're saying civil servants should pay their personal civil income Civil servants taxes. are paying. Okay. Their organizations are not remitting. Oh. So, so someone actually did So the agencies are, are, are withholding, but, they're but they are not remitting it to FIS. Yes, the oh same thing God. from their employees, the same thing from contractors. So you're a government contractor... And they give you a contract to supply 10 iPads, right? And they're supposed to do withholding tax deduction, VAT, government, the losses, they should also withhold it. 
and they will withhold it and not remit it to government. So an agency like um all, all the agencies. You know, uh, the reason why I don't bother listening is, is all the agencies. <laughs> or, or, or like the infrastructure, something well for the whatever. So they're withhold, then, they're, then why are they withholding it if they're not remitting it? Why are they even bothering I to withhold know. it? What are they doing with it? It's uh, On one hand, they think it's government money, so you shouldn't allow so the individuals to get away with it. But we are governments. As so they're withhold and then we yeah, don't know where it goes. Spend, you know, there was um, a report the the a couple of years ago, a university, and there's so many of them. By the way, they went to the university and said, you guys haven't remitted personal income tax deducted from your staff for this period of time and here is the bill that you need to pay and they say well, actually this bill that you just gave us is more than our annual budget reallocation so if we pay you then there will be no university anymore but that's not the problem of the tax man yeah, why didn't you pay see. it over time but why can't the FIRS just I mean to be fair to the FIRS most IRS most um, revenue agencies depend on agencies to you know depend on employers to remit to withhold and remit. Correct. But for Nigeria, why can't they just collect it directly? Isn't there a way for them to no, like you, there's no way to collect it from the individuals. Your no, the agencies, right? The agencies have accounts at CBN, mm-hmm. right? And now there's T, there's TSA, so there's visibility into the payroll taxes that they're paying because they're probably probably pay, coming through some CBN account somewhere. Why can't they just attach their account and? Take whatever the percentage they can do the calculations of how much P- yeah. PAE is being withheld from their employees and just attach it. I don't it. think it's that simple. Uh, for the mere fact that the personal income tax, for example, PAY will go to the state. If you are in Abuja, it goes to the FCT, Internal Revenue right. Service. When it's VAT, it goes to a special account. When it's withholding tax on company, it goes to comp- company's income tax accounts and that's yeah, federation yeah. account. So all those well, personal income tax on government employees is also collected by the different states. By the different states, uh, yes. So FIRS can't really. Yeah, so that's, so, that's back to the problem we talked about. Yeah, in the so beginning. you need someone you need a, who yeah, just knows really. their work and is decent enough to do it within those organizations doing it and just paying every month. But when you say that they're not remitting, who are they not remitting it to? They're not the remitting local, to any tax authority. They're not remitting it to the local tax authority. They're not, not remitting FIRS, to any, even FIRS. FIRS shouldn't be getting even it. FIRS. Only Abuja. Because FIRS is not entitled to. Oh, the VAT. Yes, yeah, but not so different taxes are due and payable to different yeah, agencies. So, but the point is that they are not tax compliant. Yeah. So you need to make them comply, okay. um, and then we need to harmonize, you know, what we collect. So today we have officially over sixty different taxes uh, collectible by federal, state, and local government. Unofficially, it could be anywhere between two hundred to three hundred. But about 98% of the tax revenue collected in Nigeria uh, last year came from less than 10 taxes. So why over don't you... Over 90%. Over 90%, yes. Actually, uh, around 98%. So why don't you reform the tax system and just officially repeal all those annoying taxes and say to the people you are harmonizing and you only have just these eight taxes. And then you collect far more. The cost of compliance will reduce... The burden of compliance will reduce, the leakage will reduce, people will pay less, government will collect more. It seems like 
no brainer. Win-win. Yeah. yeah, no no brainer. Then You're we saying need to... about 60 taxes. Yes, officially. There's a list. And um, is this for... Uh, uh, all together, including all VAT, together, including... VAT, yes. income, okay, so if you okay. just make a list of the taxes, taxes yeah, okay, officially... And 98% right. comes from 10%. Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, the top uh, taxes are VAT, petroleum profit tax, company income tax, customs and excise, personal income tax, and tertiary education tax. Those are the ones that give us the bulk of the money. And then there are other ridiculous ones. Then the number... next thing we need to do, we need to harmonize... Um, who collects the taxes. So we should have only one revenue agency per level of government. So one for the federal government and only one per each state. That's Mm -hmm. all. Anything more than that is asking for chaos. So that's why in many countries, even the customs is under the revenue service, not a separate agency. Ghana Revenue Authority, South African Revenue Service, Kenya Revenue Authority. I'm not even going outside of Africa. This is what people do. There has to be a way, there has to be a reason why everybody does that. It just makes sense that if I import goods, the natural tendency is to under declare so that I reduce my import duties. When I get to the taxman, the tendency is to over declare so that I can reduce my profit taxes. If you are not connecting the dot, people do that easily, bread and butter, without anybody knowing. So, so you're um, saying have one revenue service and have customs under Customs is just yeah. one example. There are others. Example. Even oh, under like the uh, Petroleum Industry Act, the upstream regulatory agency is collecting royalty. You know, there's so much they need to do. Why are they collecting taxes? They <laughs> are <laughs> collecting royalty. Um, not wants FIRS. To, not FRS. NIPOS yeah, wants FRS. to collect stamp duties. They're supposed to be doing postal service. So everybody just wants <laughs> to collect <laughs> revenue. If our government is now setting revenue targets for government agencies, they've forgotten the reason why they were established. So we can't continue like that. It's not taking us anywhere. And then the... Other thing we need to do is to then, I think I already spoke to this, how we spend the taxes collected because you need that to be able to, to build trust uh, and then encourage people to pay. It's difficult to pay tax anywhere in the world. It's less painful if you can see the taxpayer's money at work. So how do we... Um, I think what you're saying is that the responsibility obviously lies with governments. And I think that's fair, right? Yes. The, the responsibility lies with government. What would you suggest, like what advice would you give to the next administration, right? To both, because I think you need to do both, right? The government needs to do these things you're saying, which is, you know, streamline collection, pay taxes first, government agencies. But is will that be enough to get people to start paying taxes or just to increase the revenue that Nigeria is collecting? It, it would yeah. not be enough. Um, the other thing that we need to do, um, and I think, you know, we have a peculiar problem in Nigeria. So when we started, you know, your point was politicians will make promises. They do that everywhere in the world, right? Yeah. Most times they don't focus on how they will make the money because they know the people may not be interested in that or that could actually be counterproductive for them because yes. people say, oh, do you mean I have to pay more, more taxes? taxes? When I'm already paying and yes. there's nothing. So that's the problem that. in yeah. most countries. That's not the problem in Nigeria. Any what's, what's the problem in most countries? That's this narrative of if I want to do more for you, you should expect that I will tax you more. more. Yeah. So that makes the work of the politician difficult in most countries. Okay. 
I'm saying that for Nigeria, that's not a problem in Nigeria. Mm. In fact, a politician who understands the problem should boldly and confidently go to the people and say, you will not pay a leech. In fact, you will pay less taxes. I can promise Nigerians that they will pay less taxes and I will collect more. So that way, the people are actually just so happy. And you are not deceiving them. Use data. Because what? really, the gap is, you're just saying the evasion gap is so wide that if you start, and you know the evaders will not come and protest on the street, right? <laughs> and say, oh, I haven't paid my tax. This is the guys we collect you from. Nobody does that. Yeah, nobody does that. Yes. So yeah. if you close the task gap in terms of people who are supposed to pay and they're not paying, using data and intelligence to do that and simplify who pays and how they pay, why should I have as a small business owner, why should I receive different bills or different months? Can't you consolidate what I have to pay? Just, just one single payment and I can pay it on my, on my mobile phone. And then government, see, Kaduna State did something very close to, you know, what I'm saying around automation, harmonization and all of that. They increased mm-hmm. their IGR by 300% under five years in Kaduna State. No new taxes. So this is where the politicians need to need to politicians need to focus on. Tell the people honestly. I will tell you. I will repeal these forty different taxes. I will repeal them by a bill to the National Assembly. You won't have to pay them. But but you but to be fair, yes, people will have to pay more. No, because of under collection, right? So if if people start actually getting so one of the problems you've 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 noted is that government agencies are not remitting and they're collecting but a lot of private sector organizations are under remitting right Mm -hmm. because they're only taxing basic allowance and they're not basic salary or whatever so the impact for most people is that actually they'll probably have to pay more even though they're not you're not increasing taxes yes you're just streamlining but they'll see more money leaving for 90% of the population that will not be the case you know these guys just today I'm telling you that a lot of people pay the taxes and the organizations don't remit it so those guys are paying it's just not being remitted number two people have to pay 10 different taxes right half of it is not remitted to government because it's collected by people who don't account for it leakages all over the place i'm even talking about taxes not even those levies taxes. right okay. they're paying i'm saying that i'm not going to increase that amount you're paying i'll just make sure the process of collecting it is harmonized like Adana state did so there's nobody who but the guys who are evading they're in the task net with one finger or one leg mm-hmm. are the ones who will pay more but they can't even complain because they've been doing illegality before, right? So let's say they don't vote for me, then I'll lose the vote of the 10% of those people and the 90% will vote for me and Nigeria will be better. <laughs> but is it is it possible politically? Is it politically feasible? So this is what I mean. So yeah, Kaduna did it, right? But yes. like when you talk about merging all the collecting agencies into one, Right. Let's just talk about what that looks like concretely. Mm-hmm. Say at the federal level, it would mean right now FIRS is kind of under the finance ministry. Yes. Customs it's is also Customs finance is ministry. also under, yeah. supposedly under. So how what what would you change at the just give me some concrete agencies. What would you change at the federal level to, to streamline all the tax collecting agencies into one? Maybe I should even tell you that 
from the most that I know, one of the reasons why you have so many agencies collecting revenue and taxes is because they make money from it. So yeah. you um, uh, um, engage consultants to do the audit. You agree a commission, you share it. Otherwise, yeah. why should, if you appoint me as the CEO of a government agency, why should I be insisting on collecting revenue? That's yeah. not my role. Yeah. So what government needs to do is define those KPIs very clearly. This is the reason why your agency was established, focus on it. If you are custom trade facilitation and protecting Nigeria from people bringing in all manner of stuff, it's your primary not, responsibility. Not revenue is secondary. From now on, somebody does that on your behalf, you are a department under the revenue service. You have the same system where you can share intelligence and, and data. I go to the regulatory agency for petroleum industry and I say, just regulate the petroleum sector. Don't worry, royalty will collect it. The revenue authority is there. FIRS will collect it. I don't yeah. think it's so difficult. Every, because everything goes yes, to the FIRS. Exactly. All those in Rwanda, they collect taxes for districts at the center and the money does not even hit the account of the revenue agency. And you can see the amount. Every You know, in Nigeria, we go to Abuja to share FAC, like yeah. we are in 1844. Nobody should be doing that. We have system today, as you're collecting the money that belongs to Lagos State, Ekiti, Kano, Kaduna, you should be hitting their bank accounts the same day. Yeah, especially with all this fintech. Exactly. But, but is that enough? So let me ask you this. If the federal government were yes. to eliminate sort of all the evasion, centralize, get all the agencies to remit, let's just say we get we manage to centralize everything under FIRS, Right. Without touching personal income taxes, because pe- by law, by constitution, that right goes now, to the states. That goes to the states. Correct. Will that? Ha- by how much would that Im- increase the federal government's take? Let's just say, as a percentage from six percent of GDP now, tax take. By how much would it increase? Increase it? Maybe what you intend to say is how by how much would it increase the amount being collected by the federal government? Not yes. necessarily the amount that belongs to the federal government, because the federal government collects taxes for the whole country. Okay, fair. Right. So I mean, so, not just collected, then I mean the amount that is actually usable by the federal government. Because right now, yes. because right now it's, okay, well, r- right now we say 6% of GDP is what, 8% if you include everybody. That's not a big difference, to be fair. Right? So maybe we don't even need to make that, that <laughs> distinction. <laughs> not a big difference. But I guess what I'm trying to get to is the amount of money that will be available for federal government operations. By the time the, you know, the states have taken their portion of FAC or whatever, by how much would we actually increase it if we made all these changes but didn't change didn't introduce new federal personal income taxes, for example. Yes. So if you if you think about it from maybe different perspectives, one is countries that are the same level as Nigeria, developing countries. You take even personal income tax as a ratio of GDP, it's somewhere around 2 to 2.5%. We haven't hit 1%. Take VAT. So you can always just take the taxes. Yeah. The economists have informal sector. They have everything that we have. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. They are collecting somewhere between 18 to 20% of GDP. Yeah. So easily, Nigeria, whether it's federal government or the state, can increase their revenue as of today by up to 300%. But that's why I'm asking you this question, because most of those countries collect personal income taxes at the federal level. We don't. So yeah. I, the, that, that's, that's why I'm asking you, is it enough... I guess my, what I'm trying to get at is, does Nigeria need to change that fundamental structure of its taxes in order to actually significantly increase taxes? Will, will the federal government need to collect 
personal income taxes at some level. No, in Nigeria, because the states are not yeah. just not gonna. Ha- it's uh, we're just too far off from the states having the capacity. I to say do it. in Nigeria, no, no, because okay. there's always this cry for fiscal federalism. Okay, and people interpret it in one way, which means more powers to the states. <laughs> but they already have the power. Rather, let's exactly, never have that conversation. Yeah, they, they are not collected the, yeah, it. They already have the power. That's a debate that you cannot win with the majority of Nigerian people. So let's let's leave that because okay. politically it will be impossible to implement. Okay. What we can do is if you harmonize the agencies, so we use federal government a lot as an example, but actually go to every single state. We've looked at many states in Nigeria, and some of them have as much as fifteen revenue agencies in different forms, collecting different things. So let everybody just agree first and foremost that it's actually in the interest of the politicians, even if they want to steal the money, that the process of collecting it should make sense so that there's more money to collect <laughs> and we can now debate how you spend it, <laughs> yeah. right? Even though we're not encouraging them to steal yes, the money. Understood. Yeah. So if you do that and then you reduce the number of taxes because people are confused, Everybody shows up, they call it one name. The next minute you can't remember the name of what they just asked you to pay. Another person shows up again. It's difficult to keep track and monitor. Harmonize it like that. Harmonize the agencies. Harmonize the taxes you collect. Automate how people pay. Everybody has mobile phones today. It doesn't have to be a smartphone. You can, in Kenya with M-Pesa, you can pay taxes. Right. That would increase our revenue today, whether for federal government or even, even the personal income tax. When you use intelligence, you automate, you make sure there's capacity. Mm -hmm. If everybody's revenue goes up, state, federal government, local government, by a factor of two or three. Okay. Then, um, so you're saying maybe the federal government can raise its collection to 10, 12 percent. Maybe the state from six. Yes, from six. I mean, the one that goes to the federal government. It doesn't include all the other states. And then no, but the, the six actually can... includes everybody. It does. Okay, it does includes everybody. Fair. Yeah. So if that's so if, if they can, if we can, so you, so you think we can increase, even without federal government collecting personal income taxes, even just encouraging the states to do a better job of collecting income taxes, we can raise overall Nigeria's tax to GDP from ratio from six to at least fifteen. Okay. Yeah. And this more is a matter of a couple of years, right? Yeah. Matter of a couple of years, conservatively, easily fifteen percent. And what that means is we won't have to borrow as much as we're borrowing now. And then we can then place our emphasis on how is this money being spent. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying we should wait until it gets to 15% before we start asking. I think even as of today, we are not asking questions enough. And that needs to change in a way. Let me ask you this, one of the the last questions. Why should Nigerians care about this? Because I find that there's a lot of... Obviously, I think I understand why there's so much disillusion. But most Nigerians just don't want to have the conversation about revenue, right? It's just, it's, it's, people dismiss it. They say, well, I'm not getting anything from government, so why should I pay? I mean, but the reality is, even the, even the infrastructure that this government is building, like we're all, we're borrowing to build it because there's no money, right? Like, it's very hard, it's very hard to want to get more from government. When you started this conversation saying, even if you took away all the corruption, we'll still be poor. There'll still be no money yes. to do the things that we need to do, yes. right? So, yes. what would you, what's your best pitch to Nigerians on why we should be having this conversation, right? Whether, why this is an important question to have, this is an important question to ask the politicians. 
what are you going to do about revenue? Why should we be having this conversation? That's a great question, actually, and it's very important. Fundamentally, regardless of our differences, there are people who want a separate nation. There are people who want different things. It doesn't matter what that is that you want. At the heart of it is we all have the desire for a better nation. We want to have a country where you can take electricity for granted. Just imagine electricity alone being stable, regularly available in Nigeria. The level of growth that you will see. SMEs spring up one day, they die the following day. Half of the reason is to do with utility. So anyway, the point is, no matter those differences... Underneath is we all want development. Right. You cannot have development without taxes or revenue. Right. Um, today, the average Nigerian will get the opportunity to relocate to Canada, to the US, to the UK, and they go to church or mosque to give a, a testimony. The whole, the whole community is happy for them. Right. They're not going there to go and pay 10% tax. Yes. They're going to pay 40%. Yes. They're going to pay, <laughs> they're paying ridiculously high amount of taxes. And they're happy. You know why? I did an analysis recently, and I was looking at uh, tax to GDP ratio, the tax rate, particularly personal income tax, uh, the level of public spending to GDP, and then the happiness index. And I was surprised to find out that the happiest countries, also the countries where they pay the highest highest amount of taxes, Finland, Denmark. But then it's not because they're happy paying high taxes. They're happy because the high taxes services. they pay yeah. translates to services. services. Yeah, absolutely. So if yeah. anybody wants Nigeria to be a great country where things work, where we can sleep in peace, where there's hope and opportunity for our children and for us, then you cannot ignore matters to do with taxes. Right. That's how every country that has developed has been fixed. Right. With taxpayers' money, not money from oil and gas. And I think what I will say here, and the reason why I like, I love talking about this issue, and it's so important to me, is that we often, I think a lot of the disillusioned Nigerians, they want to sit back and just say, well, government needs to get its act together, sort out this problem, give me better services, and then I'll pay taxes. And I think that's a fair approach. The problem is, because us Nigerians and the voters and the people who are who they're supposed to be accountable to don't actually want to talk about revenue or taxes, why do we expect the politicians to get their act together on an issue that we don't want to force them to get their act together on? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's also, I mean, I'm just saying we also have, I feel like we also have we a have responsibility. A Indeed. Right? To make it an issue that they want to get their act together on. Because politicians are politicians. They play to the gallery. They respond to what they perceive as the most important issues for True. the voters. True. Right? True. And so that's why that's why I, I asked that question. And I think you, you gave a brilliant, a brilliant answer that we need to figure out that this is an important issue for Nigeria. Indeed. And we need to make sure the politicians understand that we think it's an important issue so that they should be addressed. Yes, they should be addressed. And if it. they don't think we think it's important, they will never address it. Why should they? Yes. So which is why a program like this is important. I wish we can have more of this across the country in different languages, local level, on radio, everywhere, right? You're right. Once it's important to the people, even when politicians don't believe in it, they have to address it yes. because they want the people to love them and vote for them. 
Um, how quickly can we get Nigerians talking about it? That's not going to be easy. I think it has to be driven first and foremost by the middle class, the organized private sector, the civil society, and everybody who has a voice, including influencers. Right. Because if you are relying on the vast majority of our people, their priority is they're just looking for where the next meal will come from. The next thing on their mind is how people will pay taxes. They don't even want to talk about Anybody it. Nobody wants to talk about that. So let's, people yeah. who are the opinion shapers, have that conversation and make it the top of the least issue for the politicians to address. Yeah. We can't afford to miss this period because now, whatever the public is interested in, the politicians are interested. Hey. In Nigeria, once they get elected, they can't be bothered about what you're saying. They have their narratives. As they're saying it, they're putting their own by the side. Yeah. So. And I, yeah. And I, I think an important takeaway from, for me from this conversation is also where the burden lies, right? Because I think a lot of people, the reason they don't want to talk about taxes is because they think they, they very quickly go to Oh, they just want to harass more poor people. Yes. Right? Yes. But one of the things you said is, look, government agencies are collecting from you. They're not remitting. Right? Or like private sector, the middle class people. Like most of where the collection we need to do is not at the bottom. Correct. It's in actually fact, in the middle. That's a very good it's point. It's the private sectors. Like I, I hadn't even thought about all of these people who are getting paid basic salaries. Mm-hmm. Right. And then all the money goes into allowances that is not getting taxed. Right. I mean, that's not something people want to talk about, but it's not for the poor people. These are. Yes. In in fact, um, you know, many of the countries in Africa who collect far more than we do. Right. Today have thresholds to protect the most vulnerable people for income tax, for VAT registration. Uh, it was a big fight to even get the little we have in Nigeria today. Minimum wage is exempted from the last two years. Uh, VAT, 25 million naira threshold. It's not enough. Uh, go to South Africa, the thresholds are higher in Ghana, in Kenya. So the World Bank, um, I believe, or maybe the UN, I think it must be the World Bank, says the uh, extreme poverty threshold is now being revised to $2.15 a day. In Nigeria, the average number of household is five people. Uh, on the average, two people are employed out of the five. So if you calculate that $2.15 for five people in a month and you use the official rate, it comes to around 140000 Since only two people are working, it's average of 70000 If you tax anybody in Nigeria who earns 70000 or less, you are taxing extreme poverty and right. it does not make sense. Right. Exempt those people. Right. Zero and that's percent income tax. That, yeah. Population. So that's Actually, not where your money will come from anyway. Yeah. And then focus on the middle class, the upper class, the private sector, the informal sector, top of the informal sector. I think, even think it's only 1% of the informal sector you need to focus on, right? And then get the government agencies to do the right thing. Right. You'll be amazed at how much more we can collect. And I think what makes that interesting to me is that it makes it more politically feasible. Because if you're a politician... The people who yeah. are voting for you are those are guys any forty thousand, fifty thousand. So if you can go to them and tell them, guess I'm what? Zero taxes for you. for you. That's why I said Nigerians. Because the rest of the people, the people who are talking about the middle class people, they're, they're barely not the majority, voting. And they're, they don't even they're vote. not the majority. Yeah, and, and they, they don't are not vote. voting. The majority of the country are people who don't even need to be paying indeed, taxes. Indeed. So this is an issue, but it's just that they don't control the narrative. You the mean, media, yes, the narrative, yes, the yes. media controls the narrative. Yes. So it's also and thinking about class. how to, and the middle class controls yes. the narrative. So yes. 
we kind of have to flip it on its head because the middle class that is controlling the narrative and complain about pain, <laughs> no they're not pay. even the ones that are even bearing the burden of the lack of public services, of the lack of, you know... Maybe to a lesser extent. I think that's yes. what makes this dilemma so because you need a really smart politician to figure out how to tackle it right because, because the, have... the people who control the narrative and are the people who are not paying but suffering the least from the lack of services that True. the fact that they're not paying True, and then you have people at the bottom of the ladder who shouldn't be paying well, they're bearing the brunt of everything of paying the little that they pay and not getting anything in return or barely getting anything right. so as a smart politician you go out there being very honest and you say a message that the majority of Nigerians will be glad about yes. and you get elected. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, thank you. This has been a great conversation. It's my hopefully, pleasure. Thank the, you, yeah, Hopefully there's been some lessons and learnings for people in here. Certainly I have learned a lot. An action point for everyone. Yeah, yes. exactly. So thank you very much. Awesome. And thank you. we'll have you back soon. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being a part of today's interesting program. You can learn more about the NESG's If Not Now When campaign at www.ifnotnowwhen.ng. You can also listen to other interesting conversations by visiting www.nesggroup.org forward slash podcasts.